0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs and interesting people with innovative ideas. This is your host, Priyanka Komla. The guest for my show today is someone whose purpose in life is to positively impact 1 billion people. Yes, you heard that right. Siddhartha Aulualia. Siddhartha has been an amazing person to get to know. He runs the show 100x Entrepreneur Podcast while also being the co-founder of Shiro's, the largest community for women in India. Siddhartha, welcome to my show, and I'm absolutely privileged and honored to have you introduce you to my guests. Uh,
1: thank you, Priyanka. It's a great opportunity to speak at your show.
0: Thank you so much, Siddhartha. Well, before we get into the interesting details about your journey, I know you're based out of South Delhi in India. Yeah. Can you share some tidbits to our listeners on life and culture out there?
1: Delhi is a very warm city. You see people from all of background. And a lot of migrants. So I am also from Uttar Pradesh. I migrated to Delhi for my entrepreneurial journey. And I see people welcoming here. Like I see South Indians, Bengalis, a lot of Bengalis in Delhi. People from all over India. After Bangalore, it has the largest startup ecosystem in India. Bangalore typically has the IT advantage.
0: That's really interesting because usually it's Bangalore, which is considered the hub for IT ecosystem. When you say the startup space is booming in Delhi... That's really a surprise yes. to me as well and to our listeners out there.
1: In terms of volume of, num- number of volume of deals, if you study 2018 and 19, the number of investments happen. The largest in terms of volume have been in Delhi. Delhi, Noida, NCR, I mean by en- entire NCR area.
0: That's pretty cool. So how do you see the entire startup ecosystem evolving? Where do you see the future?
1: So, so I think it's a great time for entrepreneurs to be making an impact today. Because you find a lot of India slowly is turning into, you know, Silicon Valley, where there's a lot of paid forward attitude, I must say. When I started seven years back, it was not so much in the ecosystem because there were not a a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, people used to look upon entrepreneurs that, you know, they are doing something right now, but let's see, after two years, they may not be there. But that has changed a lot. You know, entrepreneurs are treated with respect. People, if there's a visionary entrepreneur, people see that he's going to make an impact. So there are a lot of less number of doubters. And because of that, people in the ecosystem are willing, if you reach out to somebody cold via email or LinkedIn, and if you put effort in that reaching out rather than a BCC, people are willing to listen and respond back.
0: That's a great piece of insight for people who are dabbling into the startup space. Now, tell me more about yourself, Siddhartha. Your purpose in life, as I mentioned to our listeners, is to positively impact 1 billion people. And I'm glad our show, Up Startup Podcast, can play a role in that endeavor how did you arrive at this mission and tell us your story behind the 100x entrepreneur podcast series as well
1: i think uh, for the last i would say many years my personal goal has been grow 100x of myself like what's it, the heart is one year back he should be growing and ultimately you know within a four to five years period of time i should be 100x 100x means in terms of my communication skills Uh, my career where I'm, you know, in terms of the impact I'm able to create every three to four years. And I believe that is very much possible. You know, I believe in the principle of compounding, which Warren Buffet preaches throughout the world, that if you build a compounding machine and you keep on improving 1% every day, within three to four years period of time, you become 100x of yourself. So that's been my goal for myself. I have been an entrepreneur, as I said, for the last seven years. This is my third a venture right now, I'm able to empathize with young entrepreneurs and I'm able to see where they are going wrong. The most entrepreneurs go wrong in the matter of investment because even today, some entrepreneurs think that like if they start up, they have a right to raise investment. Now, Somebody should fund them. VCs also become partner to you in your journeys. Like It's almost like like such a close marriage for five to 10 years of your journey. These partners add a lot of value and if you don't know how to manage your marriage, uh, I think you, you can go horribly wrong in your startup journey. So that's why I decided to start a podcast focused on venture capital. So I bring the best venture capitalists of India and have have been bringing from all around the world recently. And the goal is, you know, to get the insights of these venture capitalists on how to build a 100X company, means where you start from today, let's say 10 customers, how to reach 1000 customers in your journey. They have seen at least three to $4 billion journeys in their portfolio able to bring them on the podcast and share their insights over a hour-long conversation. The scale of, you know, what I'm able to do in life matters. want to live a life where each action of mine or, you know, every day of mine makes a large impact So if I'm able to, you know, through my podcast or through my other actions, able to inspire him, able to help him raise venture capital, able to make him more sharp or become hundredx, I believe I'll have played my life's purpose. You know, having
0: a purpose in life, that itself is a rarity for most of us because it's hard to figure out what you want to do with your bigger self, right? So I'm so glad you've figured out what your calling is. The idea about the, the podcast series, that's really inspiring because everybody looks at you know, success for themselves, but yeah. trying to proactively reach out to these successful people and sharing their insights into what made them who they are today, I think that really helps in inspiring a lot of people out there. So thank you for doing that for us you bring in a lot of successful people on your podcast. You know, especially, I saw your recent guest is going to be one from Bollywood. Maybe you can talk a yeah. little bit more about that and also share with us, how do you convince these people to be on your podcast? How do you approach them? Tell us about the process.
1: about the recent guest. So the name of the guest is Sukbir Singh. He has been one of the most popular Bollywood Punjabi singers. As we know, you know, Punjabi songs are really popular in India. And he has produced, you know, some big hits. He has become a startup investor. So my take on bringing him was, a lot of people from different fields today are coming into as an investor in startups. So, for example, a Subir coming in investing in startup, or a Shilpa Shetty coming, or a Salman Khan coming. The these guys not only with the money but a bring a lot of brand value. For example, Subir has 800,000 followers on Instagram, and he has invested in a beverage startup. Tomorrow, if he just you know puts a picture along with that. Every startup. Imagine what kind of leverage that startup can get by association with Subir Singh. It, it's very I mean very hard for me, you know, to convince investors to put money in my company. For example, for every hundred VCI approach, only one put in money, and only out of hundred, ten talked to me even in the beginning of my journey. So over a seven-year period of life of entrepreneurship, I build a lot of relationship with. We see, you know, a good name in the ecosystem. in mean, my company, last company, Baby Goku, got acquired by Shiro's, when you become success, they start, I don't know why, seeing you in a different light. I'm the same person right now as I was four years ago. I would not say I can get Elon Musk on my podcast tomorrow. I hope
0: but you yeah.
1: do at some point. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's my goal. People want to associate with you because something you will do tomorrow in future, you know, you might take a check from them or you might help them. It's a paid forward cycle again, which people come on to my podcast. Also, it gives them a platform because uh, I have built a 10,000, 20,000 network of entrepreneurs, you know, in the last seven years. They, they want to reach out because also it becomes for VC's channel to put their hearts and mind out.
0: Building these relationships and nurturing them over a long period of time really helps in these kinds of endeavors. And as you said, success speaks for itself, right? So sometimes, it, yeah. you know, for people to really pay attention to you, having a portfolio of successful products, be it your Baby Gogo, your 100x Entrepreneur series... I think that really makes them sit up and say, hey, I want to be part of this collaboration as well.
1: Be consistent, for example. So if you are doing something today, you you reach out to a VC, you say, hey, I got my first customer. And he may not reply on the day one. Then you tell him after you got your 10th customer, hey, I got my 10th customer. And after 50, after 100, man, after you reach your 200, I'm pretty sure 90% of the people would reply to your email. If you just show consistency, and growth
0: yeah and it takes a lot of so, persistence right as an entrepreneur keep track of things and feel that there is light at the end of the tunnel because it's a long journey right you've been
1: in yeah. several startups and it's
0: not that overnight success happens to you
1: rather than success or failure because these are relative words mm-hmm. what you should be aiming at you know towards solving a problem and what scale are you able to solve that problem and surviving
0: yeah that's an interesting uh, way to look at startup ideas you know the problem that you're trying to solve? How do you scale it? How do you reach out to your venture capitalist? You've been very successful. I know you said it's a relative term, but when you look at, you know, the things that you have worked on, were there any challenges or setbacks? Walk us through a moment where you felt, is this really worth doing? Did you have any of those kinds of moments in your life when you look back?
1: Absolutely. You know, there there have been like many continuous days where at the end of the day, I want to give up, but, you know, somehow nature has made us feel We sleep six to eight hours a day and after sleeping, we wake up with a fresh mind. So, for example, uh, when I started my first venture, I started with my uncle. That was back in uh, 2012-2013 and he's based in US and uh, we were building a hospital management system and we were just three people, uh, three co-founders in that venture, my uncle, me and one of my cousins from Australia. I had just, you know, been uh, doing a job for nine months so almost I had no savings. So, my uncle was putting in money in that venture. And after uh, one and a half years of building that hospital management solution, uh, my uncle lost his job in US in 2013 and we had to shut down that venture completely dark. What next to do? You know, My, my father, uh, I have seen him build three or four small ventures, you know, small businesses, which are kind of MSMEs in India. He's not a, he was not a startup guy. He's no more right now, but he has been my inspiration throughout my life. And uh, he, when I was a toddler, he built a business it crashed we were hand to mouth and it happened till i was 18 21 years of age he used to start a business somehow that the government policies changed india is a very difficult country to do business so once he had a liquor shop once he was having an agency for two wheelers you know every time there was some government change policy change happening or some other setback but he never gave up so i thought i'll not die you know if i continue to you know in entrepreneurship continue to build a venture so that gave me inspiration and after you know putting my or uh, my uncle the venture with my uncle failed I uh, went on looking for co-founders so I thought this time I'll build a smaller uh, venture Hospital management solution is a large thing so let's try to shorten it down so then I planned out on building a clinical management solution which helps manage day to day clinic of a doctor in india because in, i went to bangalore because i couldn't find good people in delhi on the tech side i'm talking about 6 7 years back to you know who could be my co-founders and bangalore while i was you know uh, meeting existing founders one of the the one of the person called santosh panda he said to me sadarth if you can't find great co-founders for your venture you should just quit and that advice hit me really hard because he said you know if you are not able to sell to great people to join your venture without money how can you be able to you know attract a team attract investors attract customers and it became a matter of you know great existential crisis for me i would call it luck or god's grace uh, after trying doing having you know spent many sleepless nights in bangalore i went, at one fine day i met satyadeep karnati at an android conference great hacker he along with his friends all sort of used to build products at night you know during iit Guwahati or working with Oracle and Microsoft. Decided to meet up quite a few times after that meetup and we together teamed up to build a first venture Adadoc. That's how I got my co-founders. I was full-time, both co-founders were doing in jobs, putting in some money during in the venture. And after one year, they also quit their jobs and came full-time. After six months, seven months, we ran out of cash. Again, you were asking about the moments you know where we wanted to give up. Yes, you know, even out of cash, you're not able to manage day-to-day expenses. Somehow, we we got an acquisition opportunity from one of the big healthcare companies in India. We were naive enough to reject it. and We said, you know, if somebody's validating us, why not keep on building it? We took some loan from friends, family. We continued. We got again acquisition opportunity from the second largest health tech company in India. And one of the investors who I had been following up, he was an investor in that company. And when I asked him for advice, he said, I'll invest, you know, if you're not, getting acquired and that's how you know we got a first round of investment days back from then had been you know quite like hell every day you know where co-founders used to discuss uh, should we quit or not
0: very hard and challenging question right because yeah. the entrepreneurial spirit in you wants you to continue to work on that path the realistic expectations right they don't match with you know what you want to do in your life but i'm so glad you guys stuck around and could get a favorable exit Now, tell me this, Siddharth, you know, when you look back at your life as an entrepreneur, what are the three things that you really like about the journey? And what are the top three things that you would say, hey, I could have done this differently?
1: The ability to, you know, solve important problems. For example, in the first venture, we solved the problem of a small doctor in the tier two city like in, uh, let's say, uh, Indore or Merat, was able to digitize his entire practice, you know, patient records, give up printed prescription. Uh, without using a computer he used to do it on all on his mobile or a tablet whereas in corporate job i would say you don't choose to solve the problems you want to be. and even if you are a ceo you you are, you are going to a company knowing that you know this company has you know is into this SaaS, so i can work only on SaaS. but as an entrepreneur you can choose the problem you want to solve second part is the ability to work with the people you choose to work with for example i was able to get great co-founders and subsequently build a great team because you know if you have A people or A-plus people in your team, they further attract A people. Working with great guys, you know, it's, it's a fantastic experience. Third part in entrepreneurship is, is is a sign curve. Journey gives you a lot of perspective on life, not just entrepreneurship. But you st- start to see life in a different you know, perspective. You Failure doesn't mean end of life. But in entrepreneurship, you are getting rejected on a daily basis. So you develop a lot of holistic perspective of life. You know, this is not the end of life. And what worse can happen? So I think these three things and things which I would have done differently is, you know, which I advise a lot of entrepreneurs is uh, when you start, focus a lot on the market. Because if you're not solving a problem for a large market, then there's no very high demand. And then if there's no high demand, how do you build a large business in that space? We iterated and then, you know, came to realize this. If I had known this on day zero or day one, I would have scaled faster. Second uh, thing is that, you know, sometimes during your entrepreneurial journey, you are very fixated on growth. We need to reach this number, that number, Of the, the competition is killing us. These guys have raised so much money. We are left behind. I think that's, uh, in the long term, that doesn't matter. Customers who are loyal to you, you are at the end of, let's say, three, five years, you see yourself being able to make a venture. Short-term losses or short-term, you know, these kind of setbacks, or environmental threats don't matter these kind of things you know i would not worry much about and we were a lot more a tech focused in the beginning of a venture so we had all you know my co-founders were all tech and product and we got business people i was a business tech later business guy so we, i would have gotten a lot of business people earlier in my venture initially the thinking is startups in general that you know you build 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 and Oh, after one, two years, then start to monetize. So I would advise anybody or my younger self, monetize from day one. But after two years, you'll be able to monetize once you have 100 million users. But never going to happen. You need to have business models right from day zero.
0: Those are really great perspectives, Siddharth. I'm so glad you walked us through the journey. I mean, hearing your days where things went really well and things that you advised your younger self, it feels like the whole career of yours or your life of yours just you know, opening up in front of my eyes. I know some of those days must have been really hard.
1: Uh, yeah, they were pretty hard <laughs> because you don't know what the next day will be like, whether you will be able to have food on your table, forget about you know building a company.
0: A consistent pattern that I've seen when I talk to entrepreneurs, it's how do you really monetize yeah. your product, right? Because monetization is thought as an after process because yeah. you're looking at building a product, but then marketing, sales, you know, business-oriented skill sets. Is very crucial for an entrepreneurial mindset. With that being said, talk to us about Shiro's, one of the largest communities for women in India. How do you see that playing up in a space like India?
1: Access to internet or the products on internet right now, be it Facebook, Instagram, are all made with the thinking that the 80% of the users are male, right, on the internet today. Mm-hmm. So the product features, priorities get get in that order. It's a gender neutral world. The population ratio is 50-50. Why not build a new internet for women, where women have equal opportunities, you know, and the product is built by both men and women, but it's built only for women. So it's a new internet for women, which we call it. And it's more safe. It has more trust in it. So how we have thought about it, the communities for women, where there are 800 plus communities and these are communities based on interest, love, relationship, health, cooking, women in corporate, women in tech in all such kind of communities and women can participate in peer-to-peer discussion just like Facebook on the community. The only check is that it's only a women-only platform, so no males are allowed.
0: It's really great you've thought to this idea. Providing an enriching space for women to share their thoughts and really connect with fellow communities. It's women-oriented, but I'm so glad men are thinking through this, uh, including you, to initiate this kind of a impactful endeavor.
1: I, I believe it's a real problem and that's why it needs a solution today in the society.
0: Thank you so much for all your insights so far. Now, I have a quick rapid fire round session for you. Are you sure. game for it, Siddharth? I'll give you a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Life as an entrepreneur. Tough. Favorite podcast guest?
1: Karthik Reddy.
0: Who's your inspiration?
1: My family has been my inspiration, yeah. Relaxation? Meditation. Favorite book? Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramhans Yogan.
0: One word to describe yourself in your native language?
1: Curious. In Hindi, Jigyasu.
0: Well, that was the Karib Startup Podcast with our guest Siddhartha Aulwalia. Siddhartha, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. You yeah. talked to us about the life of an entrepreneur i would say continue doing the amazing work that you do with Shiro's, building safe communities for women and your 100x entrepreneur series i feel rejuvenated to to be 100x of myself in every endeavor that i do and so do our listeners mm-hmm. and we really appreciate you trying to create positivity and impact to 1 billion people and more
1: thank you Prinka. It's my honor to be on your podcast
0: awesome thank you let me just finish this recording here